Thank you for joining us for today's message. We are so encouraged to know that God is using the ocean to impact your life through the ministry of the word. Knowing that your life is being transformed is exactly why we exist. As our vision says, we exist to know Jesus and make him known. So sit back, relax, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your life through this message. man that that song that we're just saying right now I don't know about you but it just hit home it really hit home you know spirit of the living God fall afresh on us fall afresh on us you know wake us from our sleep spirit of the living God fall afresh on us is this anybody's desire does anybody desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit I mean, like, that's just my prayer this morning. As we were singing that song, I just kept praying. I was like, yes, Holy Spirit, I want that to be me. Fall afresh on me because you are available to fill me up afresh every single time and every single day. And this is actually so interesting because it ties in so well with our final part of this sermon series, The Holy Spirit Is. Because throughout this entire sermon series, we've been talking about who the Holy Spirit is. We've been doing a study of understanding the Holy Spirit so that we can finally demystify the Holy Spirit because so many people, you know, including some of us in here, we don't understand Holy Spirit very well. But it is my hope and prayer that for, for the past two weeks, you've been able to have a better understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. And as a result, that you might now desire to want to have an intimate relationship with Him because it is not enough to just have an understanding of who He is, but it's much more important to desire to have a relationship with Him. Because to know is one thing, but to pursue him and have a relationship with him is something completely different. And I believe that the purpose of the sermon series, the reason why even God gave me, you know, the burden to preach on this, on this is because he wants to take us to a different level that we'll never get there unless we begin to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That there are places that God wants to take us and not just a few of us, but all of us here. Because it is a promise that is given to every one of us. And God wants to take us to the next level that we'll never get there until we understand who the Holy Spirit is and begin to have an active relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's what this sermon series has been about, to be able to just enlighten us so that we understand who the Holy Spirit is and we can begin to live with the Holy Spirit and to begin to walk with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so this morning, as we're concluding this sermon series, I want us to look at, at another aspect which I feel like it's so important and it just kind of like ties everything together. You know, last week we looked at the spiritual gifts, you know, how the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the spiritual gifts. You know, but how do these spiritual gifts get unlocked as well in our lives? How do they get unlocked? We're going to look at that today. We're going to look at how, you know, there is now this whole big picture as to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. And this promise that we're going to look at in the scripture today is for everyone. It's available to each and every one of us. But we are going to have to desire that so that we may be filled with the Holy Spirit. So church, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 1. We're going to be reading from Acts quite a bit this morning, um, different passages here and there. But to be able to actually see what this is, you know, to be able to have a better understanding of what we're going to talk about today. So Acts chapter 1, I will read from verse 3 to 5. And this is what the Word of God says. So this is actually an account that Luke is giving of what happened after Jesus' resurrection and before he ascended to heaven for good. So he says in verse 3, Acts chapter 1, that during the 40 days 
after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Now once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water. Here he was referring to John the Baptist. John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And we see this promise being fulfilled in the next chapter, which is Acts chapter 2. So if you can go to Acts chapter 2 with me, you will see the fulfillment of this, pro of, this, um, of this promise that Jesus told them. That in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present, everybody say everyone. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Father God, may you speak to us this morning. May you help us understand the reality of what your word says. So that we may desire to be filled by your spirit. Lord, I pray this morning that may you remove any distraction that we may have. So that we may be able to understand your word better. So that you may do what you want to do in our hearts this morning. Because God, I believe that there is something that you want to do in our hearts today. And so Father, we don't want to miss that. So God, may you just open up our hearts to be able to receive that which you want to communicate to us. And may you give us ears to hear you, God, this morning so that we can understand your truth and begin to live in it. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, some of, here, some of you here this morning, perhaps you may be familiar with this passage, but maybe some of you are not. So what I want to do is just first give you a bit of context as to what was going on here. So on the day of Pentecost, see, Pentecost was, um, was one of the festivals that was, um, that was celebrated by the, by the Jewish people. It was celebrated 50 days after Passover. And hence the reason why it's called Pentecost, because Pentecost comes from the Greek word Pentecostos, meaning 50th. So the day of Pentecost was a day that was celebrated, was a festival celebrated by Jewish people. Now, in the, in the Jewish calendar, they had, you know, three annual festivals, and Pentecost was one of them. It was also known as the Feast of Harvests, in other words. Now, the celebration, the festival of Pentecost was so major. It was such a big deal in Jerusalem. And so you had Jewish people from all over the place coming to Jerusalem to celebrate Pentecost. And on Pentecost, what would normally happen is that people will bring gifts. You know, they'll bring, you know, the first fruits of their harvest to bring it before God as just as a thanksgiving. And so everybody would just come, you know, to just come and like celebrate with their brothers and sisters, you know, to really just thank God, you know, for, for his blessings over their lives, for, you know, how he's been moving in their lives. And so it was such a huge, huge festival in Jerusalem. Now, while everybody else was celebrating Pentecost, there were other believers who were stuck in an upper room. Well, everybody else out there was celebrating Pentecost. 
And these were the apostles and other believers. The Bible says that there were 120 believers in that room that day. Because we know that Jesus had told them that, listen, you do not leave Jerusalem until you have received the promise that my father has promised you. The promise that I told you my father would send. That John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So do not leave Jerusalem. And so the disciples and the other believers, being obedient as they were, they decided not to go out there to celebrate Pentecost, but they decided to be in the upper room, praying together, waiting for the promised gift. And the Bible tells us that as they were together in that one place in the upper room, as they were waiting for God to do what he had promised them to do, well, we are told that there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm that filled the house where they were sitting. And everyone present there was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages or to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to. Like God was so faithful because Jesus told them that, you know what, do not leave Jerusalem and wait for my promised gift, that you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the disciples were so obedient, they were like, you know what, yes, we'll continue to meet together because we're waiting for the promise. As much as everybody else out there is celebrating Pentecost, which is fine, and it's great, but we are here meeting together, waiting for the promise that Jesus told us to wait for. Because they understood how important it was for them to receive this gift. Because why was it important for them to receive this gift? Why was it important for them to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus told them that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you will be empowered to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so they knew that, you know what, there is no way we can be able to go out there and be bold witnesses for Jesus Christ until we are empowered with the Holy Spirit. And that happens through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so that is what was happening here. But Ocean Church, let me tell you, this promise was not just for them. This promise is for us today. This promise is for you. That God desires to baptize each and every one of us who are believers. He desires to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. But what does it mean exactly to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, the word baptized comes from the Greek word baptismo, meaning to be literally immersed, to be saturated, or to be covered over. You know, picture when we, we do water baptism. For instance, last week we did water baptism. And so in water baptism, you know, somebody gets inside the water and they're completely immersed in the water and then they come out. So baptism is the complete immersion of a person in something, being saturated, being covered over. So the baptism in the Holy Spirit is essentially to be filled and completely immersed in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. To be completely immersed in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is a second encounter that a believer has with the Holy Spirit after conversion. That after you give your life to Christ, you know, you are then, you then become born again and then you receive the Holy Spirit immediately. But then after that, we then have a baptism in the Holy Spirit. It is a second encounter after salvation where the believer begins to receive the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit into his life. This is why the baptism in the Holy Spirit is so important. That is why Jesus told them that you cannot start to do my work. Do not go out there yet until you are empowered. Because when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's a supernatural empowerment in a person's life, in your life, and in my life. And as you begin to experience 
the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you then begin to experience the supernatural gifts and power of the Holy Spirit. And the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. And we see this all over the book of Acts. There are different accounts that, that allude to this. We see in, um, in Acts chapter 2 that the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to. But also in Acts chapter 10, we see at Cornelius' house in Caesarea, Peter, while Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit came on all who were in the house, all who heard that message, and then they began speaking in tongues and praising God. But also in Acts chapter 19, we see that Paul was teaching some new believers in Ephesus, and he laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they began speaking in other tongues, and they prophesied. So speaking in tongues is the initial sign of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but this is just the beginning. But it's that initial sign. And so church, all over the book of Acts, we see people being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So this is not some idea, it's not like something that is strange, something that is weird, or it's a manufactured thing. No, it's actually biblical. It's scriptural. And Jesus is say, himself says it that, you know what, wait, you know, for you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus considered the baptism in the Holy Spirit to be important, how much more should we consider it to be important? Because it was important to Jesus so much so that he forbade the disciples to go out and to be to witness until they're empowered with the Holy Spirit. And so we need to embrace and to desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because that's how we get to be empowered for our mission that we are given by God here on earth. We see all over the book of Acts, you know, that people are being filled with the Holy Spirit. In various parts in the book of Acts, different people are filled with the Holy Spirit and then amazing things begin to happen. Supernatural things begin to happen. For instance, we see that after the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, Peter then preached to a crowd about the message of Jesus Christ. And then we're told 3,000 people believed that message. And then they were added into the church. They were baptized and added into the church. Now that's not man-made. Let me tell you, nobody has got that much power to be able to convince 3,000 people about the truth. But that was supernatural power that God had empowered him to be able to preach such a powerful message that it pierced the hearts of people that they were like, you know what, we believe in this message and we want to be baptized and we want to be a part of this body. That is the power that we receive when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. We also see that Peter and John, after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, in Acts chapter 3, we see that they met the crippled beggar and who needed to be healed. And then Peter just looked at him and told him that, you know what, I may not have silver and gold, but what I have, you know, is in the name of Jesus Christ. And he asked him, get up and walk. And he was instantly healed. That was an empowerment to the Holy Spirit that after he was baptized, you know, it's, there was this unlocking. He was empowered for his mission. And we read everywhere in the book of Acts that the apostles did many things. They did miraculous signs and all these amazing things because they were empowered with the Holy Spirit. And so that same power is available to us today. That same power is available to you today. It's not for the, for the early church, not for the first believers, but it's for everybody. And that is why we need to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. We see that even Peter healed a man called Aeneas. This man was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. But Peter went and prayed for this man and bam, this man was healed. And there's so many countless of testimonies in the Bible to showcase the power that the disciples had after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Because they now they were empowered to go and be bold witnesses and to do things for the glory of God. And God desires to do that for us today. He desires to fill us with the Holy Spirit today. It is a gift from God that is available to each and every one of us, but we must want it. We must desire it. You see, God is not going to force it upon you. It is available to you. That's why it's called a gift. Because somebody can give you a gift and you can choose to refuse the gift. Nobody can shove a gift down your throat. It's available to you, but you ought to accept it. And that's the same thing, that God wants to give us that gift. He wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we can be empowered. And so this is available to us today. And so church, when you hear us talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it's not, you know, just this, this crazy idea, but rather it is a very, very significant part in our mission here on earth because we're then able to be empowered to be able to do the work of God. It enables us to be empowered to be bold witnesses of Jesus Christ. Now you see, sometimes when you talk about witnesses, you know, people think that, okay, it's just witnessing as a verb, that, okay, I go and witness, but no. We're called to be bold witnesses, meaning that, you know, witnesses as a verb. A witness is a person who testifies the truth about something. And so we are called to be bold witnesses of Christ, that we ought to testify about the truth of Jesus Christ. That's our mission. That's our calling, that we ought to be bold witnesses of Jesus Christ. But it's going to be so hard for us to be bold and to testify about Jesus Christ if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Because so many of us know how we struggle so many times to tell people about Jesus. And so the only way that we can be supernaturally empowered is through being filled in the Holy Spirit. So that he gives us that boldness to be able to testify the truth of Jesus because we have experienced Jesus in our lives. We know the things that Jesus has done in our lives. We know how he saved us. We know how he's changed us. And so we ought to now go and testify about this truth to other people. When you read the book of Acts, you see the disciples, you know, and other believers going to different places and just preaching the word of God. And even when they encountered opposition, they still went on preaching because they were just so bold that they knew they had to tell people the truth. Even when the Sanhedrins were trying to stop them from being able to tell people about Jesus Christ, they never stopped. They were so bold. But that boldness is not a natural boldness. That's only a supernatural boldness. Otherwise, it is not easy for us to be able to do that. And so we need to be supernaturally empowered to be able to be bold witnesses for Jesus Christ. But also, we need to be empowered to be able to live the abundant Christian life that God has called us to live. That is the life that is led by the Spirit. A life that does not gratify the flesh, but rather is led by the Spirit. And we all know how difficult that is. And so for us to be able to really live a life that is surrendered to Christ, a life that is, is pursuing Jesus, a life that pleases God, then we need to be empowered with the Holy Spirit to be able to live that life because it is so hard because there's so many things in this world that are pulling us away from God to try to pull us to the world. But when we are empowered, we are then able to say no to the carnalities. We're able to say no to the fleshly desires. We're able to say no to the sinful desires. And we choose God and we choose to walk faithfully with God and live obedient lives. And that's the power that is found in the Holy Spirit. And so we need to desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you're probably filled with something else. But certainly there is something that fills you up. So it's either you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit or to be filled with something else. But definitely something's going to fill you up. And I don't know about you, but I desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
I want to be filled up until I overflow so that I can be a bold witness of Jesus Christ, so that I can be able to live a life that pleases the Lord because I know that this world is not my home and that I'm here only momentarily for a mission. And so I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be filled with the world. I don't want to be filled with anything else. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't even want to be filled with me. Because when I'm filled with me, chances are I'll be very selfish. I'll be very self-centered. I'll be prideful. I'll be boastful. But when I'm filled with the Spirit, then the fruit of the Spirit begins to manifest in me. Then the gifts of the Spirit manifest in me. And so Ocean Church, we need to desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because it brings us into a deeper fellowship with God and with the Holy Spirit. So how does one receive baptism in the Holy Spirit? How, how does one get filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, truth is, the Bible doesn't give us a formula as to how to do it. However, we see how it happened with the different believers. And it's simply that they asked and prayed. That they asked and prayed. They prayed. We're told in Acts chapter 2 that the disciples were meeting together. They were meeting together in prayer. They were praying. And then they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And in different parts of Acts where other people were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were in prayer. They were being, either they were being prayed for or they were praying. And so the way for us to receive baptism is to ask God. Ask God. But also have an expectant faith that God will fill you up with Him. That He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And then yield. Surrender. And allow Him to take control. Allow Him to immerse you in Him. And that way you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells us, this is actually Jesus. He says in Luke chapter 11, verse 9 to 13, that so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If you, being sinful as you are, know how to give good gifts, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Our father wants to give us the Holy Spirit, but he, what he says is that you have to ask. Ask and you shall receive. And that's an active thing. It's not passive. It means that you have to go before God and be like, God, I want you to fill me up. This morning we were singing that fill us up, Lord. Fill us afresh. Fill us anew. I cannot do that for you. Only you can go before God and ask him to do it for you. Yeah. Ask him. If you really want to be filled with God, ask him. And God is going to give you that gift. He desires to give us good gifts because he's a good, good father. He's such a great father. And so if you're serious about being baptized in the Holy Spirit or about being filled with the Spirit, then ask God in faith and he will fill you up. He certainly will do it because that's a promise that he's made to every believer. Because let me tell you, this is for everybody. The Bible says that everyone in that room, every believer in that room was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it is a promise that is for every one of us here today. But what we need to also understand is that this initial experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is only the beginning of a lifelong experience. 
it's not a one-time thing. We should never think that once we're baptized in the Spirit, then we're done and we have our fill that we can survive with forever. But rather, this is the beginning of a lifelong experience. That while there is one baptism, but there are several infillings. That we can be filled more and more and more and more. Like there are several, several, several infillings that are available to us. And God wants to be able to fill us up more and more and more because he wants us to remain filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then we will be filled with something else. And it's God's desire that we constantly be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is why the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, he says, um, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, it's so interesting how he uses this analogy. He uses the analogy of being drunk with wine versus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Essentially, what he's saying is that do not be intoxicated with wine, but rather be intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. Do not be under the influence of wine, of alcohol, but rather be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Because you see, oftentimes, what, 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 this is what happens. When somebody is drunk, what do we say? We say that they're under the influence. Why? Because it means that they're being controlled by alcohol. That's why we say that they're under the influence. That's why we're told do not drink and drive because they believe that when you're drunk, then you're not in your right mind, that you're being controlled by the substance. And so what Paul is saying here is that we need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, that we need to be controlled, we need to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. And this is a continuous thing because the, the verb be used here is a present continuous thing, that be filled today, be filled tomorrow, be filled the day after. It's a continuous feeling continually wanting to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And that has got to be our desire, Ocean Church. We need to want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because if we're not filled daily, if we're not filled continuously, our power will deplete. Let me give you an illustration perhaps that might be able to help you understand. See, all of us in here, we probably, we all have cell phones, I'm, I'm sure. Everybody in here has a cell phone and that cell phone has a battery. And when you charge that battery, it's usually on 100% by the time that you come to church, for instance, this morning. But then as the day goes, as you keep using that battery, the battery gets drained. And then probably by the end of the day, your phone is at 1% or 0%. And so you have to plug it into a power source so that it can be powered up again so that you can use it again tomorrow. In fact, probably some of us here, we have really bad batteries that even, you know, we walk around with power banks everywhere we go. Because you want your phone to be charged up all the time. Well, you know what? Same thing it is for us. That for us as believers, we have spiritual power. But this spiritual power as well gets drained. As we engage in the daily routines of life, as we are living out our Christian life, as God gives us these missions, as we keep on just living our lives as believers, we also get to be drained. And so what that means is that we need to go to the power source to be recharged. So that we can be empowered afresh and re-energized to be able to continue walking the walk that we're walking in. To continue to live this Christian life successfully. And that power source is the Holy Spirit. And so what God is saying is that you need to be recharged all the time. You need to constantly be filled. Because that power is going to go out and you need to be filled afresh. You need to be filled anew so that you can be re-energized, empowered and recharged for my work that I have given you. And that is why we need to constantly be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be plugged into his power because without the Holy Spirit, we have no power. He is our strength and he's our vitality. Without him, we have no power. Because without him, 
then we will be controlled by our flesh. Without him, we will be controlled by our emotions. But when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, when we are filled with him, then he becomes the driving force in our lives, that we are so surrendered to him that everything we do is according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And throughout the sermon series, we talked about how the Holy Spirit, he's the one that leads us. You know, he's the one that empowers us and equips us, but that happens when we're filled with him. But we have to be willing to be surrendered and we have to be willing to be filled by him because we, re we realize that we are empty and we have no strength and we're powerless without him. And when we realize that, I am telling you, we will be going before God every day and telling God, please fill me up. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fill me anew to be able to walk my walk today, to be able to fight the battles that I'm going to face today, to be able to be a bold witness at my workplace, with my friends, with my family. The Spirit of God, empower me to be able to live my mission here on earth, the mission that you've given me. Amen. And that happens when we realize that we have no power without the Holy Spirit. And so church, we need to be filled over and over. It's not a one-time thing. We need to be filled over and over. Because apart from the Holy Spirit, we have no power. And many of us in here can confess that we lack boldness to testify about Jesus Christ. Myself included. That there are times where I just lack the boldness to witness to someone about Jesus Christ, particularly if it's somebody in my family or somebody who's really close. Sometimes it's so much more easier when it's somebody that you don't know as opposed to somebody who's in your life. Or just even the boldness to do something that the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Even just that in itself, it's so difficult without the Holy Spirit. But I know that I need the Holy Spirit to empower me to be bold to do what he tells me to do. Because if I don't do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do, then that's disobedience. But when I am empowered with the Holy Spirit, then I'm filled up and I'm bold enough to do anything that he tells me to do, no matter how impossible it may seem to me, no matter how scary it may be. But because I'm so empowered, that I'm so energized, I'm like an energizer bunny, I am able to do everything that he tells me to do. And that way we'll be able to walk the walk that God desires for us to walk here on earth. In Ocean Church, this church will never see revival until we become a church that is actually filled. There is no revival without the Holy Spirit. We will always just be that church that people come shake hands and we clap and we sing and then we go back home, but then there's no transformation and there's no change. But true transformation and change comes through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, through being filled with the Holy Spirit. I can preach an amazing sermon, but you know what? It will never make a difference if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit empowers you to be able to live out that word. And so church, we need to desire and we need to see the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So Ocean Church, what happened to those believers in the upper room forever changed their lives and forever changed the trajectory of the church. Because of what happened then in the upper room, we are here today. Now imagine what would happen if we are so filled with the Holy Spirit and we begin to do the things that God tells us to do. Imagine 20 years from now what's going to happen to people. There will be people who will testify that because of the ocean church, because of what was happening at that church, we are here today. And that will be our legacy. Our legacy is not the money, the cards, and all these other things because we're never going to go to heaven with them. We're going to leave them here. But our legacy is going to be that, you know what, we made such an impact for Jesus Christ that people never forget us. That if the ocean church no longer exists in the peninsula, the people will gap.
that has to be our desire. That has to be our push. That God, I want to be impactful for your kingdom. That God, I want to be used by you in such a powerful way so that I can be able to make it for your kingdom. That Lord, people will testify to your goodness through how you used me. But that will not happen outside the Holy Spirit. But you know what? He desires to fill us up today. God desires to pour his spirit on us today. In fact, the Bible says that in the last day, this is God. He says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. And they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. And these are those days that God desires to pour out his spirit to men and women alike. And that's us. It's not that somebody else, that's you. That's me. And so we need to believe this truth and we then need to be like, okay, God, you know what you said? That God, you desire to pour out, you want to pour out your spirit upon men and women alike, including me. Then God, you know what? I am coming before you and God, I'm asking you to pour your spirit on me. You make it personal. Make it your prayer. And if you ask, God says that you shall receive. Because he's a good father. And he desires to give good gifts to his children. So church, let us pursue God. Let us pursue the Holy Spirit. Let us be active in our pursuit. Because when you seek the Holy Spirit, you get his infilling and his power. For the power always follows the relationship. There has to be that relationship. We need to pursue him because when we pursue him, he comes with his power and his infilling. And so let us desire that. Let us go before God and let us ask him to fill us up. Church, don't settle for less. There is so much more that is available to us as believers. This book, the Bible that we read, those things, they're not, they're not just stories. Those things are real. And God wants to do those same things in our lives today. In our lives today, in 2020, here in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, at the Ocean Church, he wants to use and he wants to do great things through people like you and I. But we need to desire it. And so church, I want to encourage you. This evening at worship night, um, we're going to have a moment where we're going to be praying for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and for the infilling of the Holy Spirit for those who've already been baptized but they want to be refilled again. And so can I encourage you to come this evening be here this evening. It's going to be such a powerful time of worship and time of prayer. Where for all of you who know that you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you'd like to be, just come this evening. And for those of you who already are, but then you want to be filled, you want to experience an infilling, you want to be refilled, come this evening. We're going to have that time of prayer this evening. So let me just encourage you to be here. Get here tonight. It's going to be so powerful. It's going to be so impactful. And I believe that the Lord wants to do a great thing and amazing things tonight. And so do not delay. Come tonight. So Ocean Church, let this be our prayer. That God, I want more of your Holy Spirit. I want more of your Holy Spirit, God. So give me more, Lord. Let us pray. Father God, I pray this morning that Lord, let this be the cry of our hearts, Father, that we want more of the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, we do not want to live our lives without you. We do not want to walk this walk without you. We want to be filled with you. We want to be empowered by you. We want to be baptized in you, Holy Spirit, so that we can be empowered to be both witnesses for Christ. 
but so that we can also be able to live lives that are pleasing to you. And so let that be the cry of our hearts every day. And please remind us that we need to be filled by you continuously. It's not a one-time thing. And that you desire to pour yourself unto us. That this gift is available to all of us. And so, Father, give us that desire. Give us that thirst. Give us that yearning to want to be filled with you. So that your fruit can manifest in us, Holy Spirit. So that your gifts can manifest in us. So that we can be empowered to do the work that you've called us to do and to make a difference in this world. I thank you, God, for your faithfulness because, Lord, I know that when you give a promise, you desire to fulfill that promise. You never make a promise that you do not desire to keep, God. And so, Lord, since you've promised us this gift, and God, I know that you're going to give us this gift if we ask. Because you say that if we ask, we shall receive. And if we seek, we shall find. And if we knock, the door will be open. So, Father, let us be those people who ask, seek, and find in our daily lives. But in this very moment, I also just want to take this time to just pray for those of us this morning who just know that we do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray this morning that Holy Spirit, would you please draw your people to you? Draw your children to you, those who do not have a relationship with Jesus. May you draw them to you. See, for those of us who don't have a relationship with Jesus, God says that we can have a relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what your past life has been like. But rather, he wants to give you the free gift of salvation. Should you choose to accept it. That God wants to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you and fill you with his Holy Spirit. Should you choose to accept him. And this is a free gift. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to try hard. No, it's a free gift that is available to you. So if you know that you are here today and that you have never accepted Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, that you've never submitted your life to Jesus Christ, but you'd like to do so today, you want to surrender your life to Christ so that he can fill you with his Holy Spirit, so that you can receive his Holy Spirit, and so that you can then be empowered, and you can begin to live the life that God has in store for you. If that is you this morning, can I just ask you to be courageous enough to just raise your hand? If that is you this morning, and you're saying that, yes, I do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, but I want to. If that is, just raise your hand. I just want to be able to pray for you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Ocean Church, can we pray this prayer with our brother and sister? Um, Heavenly Father, save me from my sins. Change me and make me like Jesus. I believe Jesus died and rose again. So that I could have life. Fill me with the same spirit. That raised Jesus from the dead. So that I could serve you. And live for you in every way. Thank you for this new life. That I found in you. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. 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 Ocean Church can we give it up for, for those this morning who have given their lives to Christ. Yep. Um, can I just encourage you to please join and be a part of a class called Starting Point. Um, it's a class for new believers so that you can be able to understand what that means.
you know, moving forward from here, what does that life look like for you after accepting Jesus Christ? And so please sign up at the, at the information point outside um, to be able to be communicated, I mean, to be contacted by the leaders of Starting Point um, this morning. All right, Ocean Church, see you this evening at worship night. Have a blessed day.